Hello, Top Fan Rivalry Followers Wednesday. How you doing? We got another episode of Bleeding Blue. Mikey, how are you? Are you ready to talk some more Dodger baseball? Always ready to talk baseball with you, Bill. Dodgers hey, baseball. Listen, always ready to Dodger baseball, right? Yeah. So we got some fun topics for you today. And like Mikey and I were pre-gaming before this, and we can sit here all day and do this. This is just insane. But let's just, Mikey, let's just jump right into it. I got to ask you a question, and I'll answer the same question, but I got to ask you. Favorite Dodger, current and all-time, and one of those Dodgers where you're just shaking your head going, oh, my gosh, I'm glad he's not a Dodger anymore, or I love to forget that guy. Well, what if he still is a Dodger? Then that, too. Tell me tell me that guy, too. You know who it is. So. I know. <laughs> I just, why say one? So can can so I start now? Go for it. Let's do it. So current, I, I love Will Smith. I, I just the guy's a gamer. Uh, he's a grinder. Um, I like I like Will Smith a lot. Okay. I I mean I root for them all, but I find myself rooting for him just a little bit more. For so I just I don't know. I just like the way the kid plays. Okay. Um, all time favorite Dodger. It's tough because I, I like, I love Sandy Koufax, but Bill Russell is, yeah. you know, but probably my all time favorite Dodger, not, not a how, you know, he should be a household name. He was there for 18 years for crying out loud, but you know, he wasn't the, the biggest offensive force, but he wasn't an automatic out either. You know, he played in a time where, Short stops were glove first, hit second. It's just that's the way it was until, you know, Cal Ripken kind of came around and A-Rod and the the bigger short stops that would come on. But so uh, Will Smith now and uh, Bill Russell all time. So Steve Garvey for me, as you know, all time. And um, and then probably I, I I'm split between I love me some Freddie Freeman. And I love also um, Will Smith. So I'm kind of split because I know Freddie will probably end his career as a Dodger. I'm nervous that the Dodgers are going to lose the bidding war on Will Smith when he becomes a free agent. So I ask me the same question, unless, Mikey, uh, in two or three years. Yeah, Unless, uh, you know, Dalton rushing is as good as he's been, you know, in a couple of years, maybe – you know, I think Will Smith's like we we call him a kid and young, but he's like twenty seven or twenty eight. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. But I, the the good thing about Will Smith and his longevity with the Dodgers is he really didn't start catching until college. So, yeah. um, you know, less wear and tear on the knees. Amen. Amen. So, least favorite current Dodger and least favorite Dodger of all time. And, and, you know, I kid when I talk about this guy that I want him to succeed as much as the next guy because he's a Dodger. But I Austin Barnes, um, I just I'm not a fan of Austin Barnes. And I, you know, outside of, you know, he, he has had some moments in his career. He has. But over the long haul. I mean. He just hasn't done it for me offensively at all. 
And yeah. he just doesn't seem like the most personable guy outside of blocking me. Once we talked about that, <laughs> like eight other people were like, Hey, he blocked me too. So he can't take like mine was just real criticism, whatever they saw and read on that. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah. So Austin Barnes now yeah. an all time. Poof. I mean, maybe he didn't play very long for the Dodgers, but Milton Bradley seemed like a total. No, you took mine. I was going to shock you with mine. Okay, no, no, no. Then I won't pick him because there's a couple others. Uh, Manny Machado. Okay, okay. He's my least favorite Dodger of all time. I wish he would have never played for us. So I have to tell you. So for me, Austin Martins by, by far. There's just something about Austin Barnes currently that you just – I don't know if he just has this swag that I just don't – like, I, he's a good enough guy, um, struggles offensively, but the dip in the mouth and, like, just – he just seems like he's got a little bit too much swag for a guy that isn't as good as some of the other players on there. No disrespect to him. He's playing at a, an elite level that I never played at, so – Austin, if you hear this, no disrespect, hats off to you. But right now, you're my current least favorite. Dodger. You're blocked, bro. You're blocked. You went I'm too far. Like, yeah, yeah. If <laughs> you want to block me, my name's Danny. Um, feel free. No, I'm just. <laughs> um, so, but here's the here's my the reason why I can't stand Milton Bradley. I can understand the passion that goes into being an athlete. You and I were both athletes. We, we understand the passion that goes into it, the preparation, the mental preparation. I but still bowl. Stop. What's that? I, I still bowl. I'm still yeah, an that's athlete. True. That's true. You do bowl. Sorry. But but it's got to stop between the lines. It's got to stop once the game's over, whatever it might be. So for a number of years, and this is a true story. So the Dodgers have every major league clubhouse back then when he was playing had a framed copy in glass of the clubhouse rules, right? The MLB clubhouse rules, like, you know, no, no, um, you know, reporters in before certain times or after certain times or whatever. And Milton Bradley went 0 for 4 one night with four strikeouts and he took his bat to it. And the Dodgers kept the glass all shattered and everything like that up for like four years for the clubhouse rules until the clubhouse rules had changed by the MLB. Because they wanted to show people that, you know, emotion's good, but needs to stop at a certain level. So yeah. I just, you know, he always did stuff like when he got frustrating, threw the drink at the fan and just like, dude, you're playing at an elite level. Stop it. Is he still alive? I think so. Yeah. He's not. Okay. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know if he was going to be one of those tragic stories because he's kind of, you know, he's probably only in his early 50s now yeah late 40s early 50s yeah yeah because that was in the 90s right right around uh early 2000s really so i mean he he'd be i just i think he needed more help than baseball could give him i'm not saying andrew tolls because Andrew Tolles didn't have an anger issue. He just has, you Substance. know, 
whatever, whatever yeah. his are, you know, we I all, we all find our own demons. Yeah. I, I mean, it could, I don't know. I, cause it could be a chemical imbalance. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we all fight our own demons. Yeah. So I can't compare, you know, but the guy has, he had anger issues. Everything was an argument or, a, um, like you said, just a showing of throwing the bat, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, Again, I appreciate that you get to an elite level. I appreciate the level of competitiveness that you you can have, but there's a way to be professional about it. I mean, did did Clayton Kershaw walk off the mound after giving up five runs in the first inning in a playoff game and start beating the crap out of stuff and throwing stuff? And No, he just put his head down and he was frustrated. I'm sure in his mind he wanted to, to bury himself as far as he could in the ground at the time. But you the, just... the sad thing is, is Milton Bradley, you know, probably could have been a pretty good player. He had a couple of years, you know, that he did put up some numbers, but he just, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, he, everybody's fighting something, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're named after a board game, dude, definitely I mean, had anger. If he was. Yeah, when you're yes. named after a board a board game creator, I mean, you're he, that's the family's fault for that. Whoever yeah. said, "Oh, name him Milton," that'll be funny. You know, no, they <laughs> dropped the ball on that one. They did. They did. Yeah. All right, so let's keep this rolling here for a second. I got okay, it. Parker Brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coco Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so let's keep this rolling for a second. So the funny side of baseball, right? Everybody's Wait. got so yeah. Oh, okay. No, you did. I'm sorry. You you said Austin Barnes and Milton Bradley. My bad. I'm like, yeah, who was Austin your Barnes and Milton Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's keep this rolling with the funny side of baseball. So can you think of a couple of funny Dodger moments? Because like I can think of a bazillion of them. But can you think of some funny moments where you just either either A, it's just straight up comedy, or B, you shake your head and you're like, I cannot believe I just saw that happen. Well, yeah, we uh, we can both name a bunch then, but no, mine mine are more the, the lighter side, um, huh? not so much in game, you know, um, stuff, but after you know after the game. So uh, my first one is Tommy chasing down the Philly fanatic and taking <laughs> his Tommy body away from him, and yeah, you know. And like he's gonna drive off on his thing, you know. Uh he he was good like that. I, I really think he was upset at that one though. I think he and did he get was. mad. Yeah. Um and then the other one again, it's it's Tommy and it's 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 two uh two interviews he did where he just lost it. I'm gonna, you know, use that as my second one because they're both the same thing, but one was the uh, ripping the reporter when he asked him, um, how do you feel Dave Kingman did today? And you can only imagine what expletives he used in that rant. Um, yeah. And he did the same thing in the uh, Padres Kurt Bavacqua game um, where Kurt Bavacqua got drilled and uh, said, you know, stuff about Tommy saying that, you know, he ordered that hit, you know, on him. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, the Tommy rant in that one, more expletives, but saying, you know, Bavakwa would be the last guy we would hit. Guy couldn't, you know, hit water if he fell out of a boat, you know, and I'd send a limo to go pick him up to get him to the game, you know. Um, so if, if they're all on YouTube. So if you just for, you know, a couple of rants, you can um, look at the Kingman one and the Bavakwa story. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, I sat in a room one time with Tommy and I asked him, I was in a room with a bunch of people and I asked him which one was more special, 81 or 88. And he said 88. And then he told me why. And he, he proceeded to tell me basically that he didn't have a highly intelligent Ivy league grad team in 88, but he used a little bit different color to that. And then he said, I asked a player who we were paying to get on base that thought he should try to hit home runs. I asked him, you know, to come up with a strategy on how to hit. And the next day at batting practice, he said, Skip, I got it perfect. Like 50% of the time I want to hit to left field, 50% of the time I want to hit a right field, and 20% of the time I want to hit to center. And then he's standing, looking at this player like that's 120%. Not possible. And he looks at another player and says, does that make sense to you? And he goes, yeah, Skip, that makes total sense. And so that's when he decided he wasn't working with Ivy League grads. Um, that's one <laughs> of the funny moments. Um, I can think of a ton of on. So we were talking about emotion. I don't know if you remember Carlos Perez. He pitched for the Dodgers for a short period of time. He had a terrible game one day. He took a bat to the Gatorade cooler. And he took about nine swings and only connected with the Gatorade cooler like once. And it yeah. was the funniest thing in the dugout. He's swinging and, and he's missing. And when he finally connects mid-school, he's talking about it. And it's it was comedy, not because he was doing it. I mean, listen, show your emotions elsewhere. Yeah. But um, I thought it was comedy that he couldn't even hit the water cooler. Vin, Vin um, Scully did the same thing when Andre Ethier threw a tantrum. Remember at the bat rack, let yeah. it out, young man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I miss Vinny. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Dodger like, and you know, you gotta accept the lighter side of of the game, right? Although it's although it's somebody's career, you have to like in life. If all we do is talk about Oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. We're going to die of stress. I can't tell you how many times I must have watched in my lifetime, in my 40 plus years, I won't say how old I actually am, but I must have watched at least 3,000 Dodger games. Yeah, you know. Um, but I must have watched at least 3,000 Dodger games in my life. I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys overrun bases, trip over bases, Drop a fly ball, like yeah. overrun on a double on a home run. You on a home run. Runner. I was just thinking of, I was just thinking of how many times guys ran into walls, you know, thinking they got room, or you how know. many times Yasiel Puig got thrown out at home by twenty five feet. Yep, but I will tell you one of my favorite Dodger moments of all time, and you will agree with this. Funny moments. You ready? <laughs> mm hmm. Go get it out of the ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. Gotta, wow. That's got to be one of the greatest ones. That, that's a good poll right there. That <laughs> is. That's, you know, 
I wish yeah. that they, they would have let those two kind of duke it out. I, I yeah. wouldn't want to mess with Max Muncy. I don't care how big Madison Bumgarner is, you know. <laughs> Plus, Muncy wrestled at Baylor, I think. Yeah, it's you know, I've seen players get upset. Like if you go back to the if you go back to YouTube and you type in Carlos Gomez, he hit a home run in Atlanta one time when he was playing for Milwaukee and watched it. And as he's rounding first base, Freddie Freeman is yelling at him when he was playing for Atlanta. And God bless Brian McCann, because the catcher is supposed to protect the pitcher. Brian McCann stood three feet in home pl- in front of home plate and yelled at him, wouldn't let him touch home plate. And they actually had to separate him after the fight. And then Carlos Gomez had to actually come back on the field, touch home plate for it to count. But I get what he's doing, right? I mean, and Max, whatever Bumgarner was saying to Max, and then Max goes, if you want to go get it out of the ocean. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's you know, right out there. If I, You'll have if to you're, get it from a Covey Cove Dave, but it's out there. If, if you're Max, you just go, go get it out of the ocean. But, hey, I'm going to circle these bases real quick. Meet me at home plate. We'll continue to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about it? Let's go. Awesome. That was a good one. Good pull. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So what do you think about the offseason, and what do you think our chances are to win the West? Well, I think the uh, the offseason has been a, a smashing success, but I, you know, might not even be over yet, you know. Uh, but definitely I give uh, the offseason an A+. I mean, yeah. you, <laughs> when you get Glasnow, Yamiyoto, and uh, Otani, I mean, Otani. Yeah. or Yamamoto, whichever. Moda or Moto? Yamamoto. Moto. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> those three f- phenomenal talents, you know. Um, and not this year, but next year, I mean, three, you know, all starting pitchers, you know. Mm. Yeah. Either that or, you know, say Otani, um, to less stress on your arm, I it'll be a short amount of time you pitch, but maybe turn him into a closer. Hell, closer DH. Yeah, or you turn him into a right fielder or something like that. It's yeah, and he said he um would be willing to work on that. So or, yeah, to work in the outfield. Um, I you know, Mikey, the last part of that question is tough for me, even as a Dodger fan, because I recognize the fact that the games aren't won and lost on paper. You still have to play them. Oh, and for sure. We saw a team, I won't mention which one, but San Diego Padres in 2023, on paper, looked like they had murders row. And it probably got into their heads, too. Yeah, exactly. And so you've got you've got Arizona that can run like the wind, and nobody's paying attention to Corbin Carroll, but that dude, Mikey, had 25 home runs in, like, 56 stolen bases, and nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so... He's good. He's really, really good. And so my argument is, is you have Arizona still there. You have San Diego still there. You have, I think the San Diego trade actually helped them better than keeping Juan Soto, who they weren't going to be able to re-sign anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have him out of there, though. He, that, that he's, a, he's a talent. He is. He is. And so I don't know about winning the West, but I do know that we're going to be competitive. Um, I did have um, 
yesterday morning on in the leagues, I did have a major announcement about Blake Snell. Blake Snell officially signed his contract with Top Fan Ravelry. Um, the only thing in the contract, though, it's deferred money, sort of. So we only have to pay him if he pitches seven innings. If he doesn't pitch seven innings, then he has to pay us. So in a start, I, in any start, every start, yeah. So I, I think my money's safe. What do you think? Seven innings. I mean, that's that's even pushing it sometimes. So yeah, I think you're pretty good at seven. Yeah, I mean, we offered him nine hundred million, but he has to pay us if he doesn't make seven innings per start. Every start he that he makes, that goes less than seven. Because he thought he'd lose. Yeah. Well, see, every see. Here's the thing. I'm just going to call from from the owner's box, and after the sixth inning, if he's still in, pull him. Yeah. Well, boss, he's at 57 pitches. We've never seen him pitch like this. I know, but <laughs> he's got to come out. Yeah, I, I, I feel him losing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, Mikey, I like the chances. I love the chances for the Dodgers this year, and I. It's January. This is the first Bleeding Blue episode of the new year. I just I can't wait for it to start. There are so many things that are happening right now. And so, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm yeah, excited. I, you know, I am going to give them the West. Um, we've been the West champions 10 out of the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. uh, so take it from us, you know. Yeah. And, the, and the one we didn't win. We won 106 games and lost by one game. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've said it for a long time. The Dodgers in the regular season over the last, I don't know how many years, have basically been the best team in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The playoffs, it's been a different story. I mean, but to be in three World Series in the last few, you know, six years six or so – uh, all you know, a couple we lost in the uh, we lost in the pennant. Um, so I mean, they 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 get us there every year. Some years it just doesn't pan out, but yep. you know you got to get there to try and get to the World Series. So, hey, my cardiologist loves October, and he loves it when the Dodgers like stay in longer because I'm pacing the floor, I'm throwing things down on the ground. Amber's looking at me like, what time's the game on so I don't have to be at home? <laughs> right? I mean, it's bad. So, okay. So, any grab bag things? Anything we want to talk about about the Dodgers as we wrap up our second episode of Bleeding Blue? I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm just excited to see um, what else can happen over the next few weeks. Uh, there's still a lot of free agents out there. Yeah. Um, I know I, I've heard um, Brandon Gomes and them on um, Sportsnet and all those things they talk about. They they would still like to get another corner outfielder um, and maybe another pitcher. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we have a lot of – I mean, obviously the Dodgers now for the next – and even when they signed Freddie and Mookie, I mean, we're in win mode – now yeah. i mean you know it's we're all in it's you're uh, they're all in so yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna you know part with guys like uh emma sheehan you know to get like to a dylan cease or another just freakish arm i mean you're gonna you're gonna have to give up some good young talent to get 
some bigger names, but I, I think the Dodgers are at the point where they're all in and, and whatever, you know, <laughs> you might see a move uh, younger kids like they haven't lately in the past. So, so let me ask you this. You're signing the front of the paycheck, right? You get to pull the purse strings. Do you offer a 10 million one year deal to Clayton? And do you offer a three-year, I don't know, $13 million contract to Kiki? No on, no on Hernandez. Um, okay. I'm just, you know, I, I love what he brings in the dugout. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, in the long run, um, as long as he knows he's not a starter, I can probably live with it, but I, I don't know if I'd want him for three years, to be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah, what about Clayton? I mean, I think they will give him pretty much whatever he asks for. Yeah. I would hope that he would, uh, do it in good faith, you know, as far as not yeah. over overdo it i i would like to see a number like eight million you know for that half year yeah. or whatever he's gonna pitch um, but he's also the assistant pitching coach right you know yeah. he's gonna talk to bobby he's gonna talk to emmett he's gonna like he's gonna teach tyler about what the national but, league looks like but you said one year 10 million i mean it's not i mean it if he uh gets in the dugout from the get-go and and mm-hmm. you know is working with the pitchers and stuff in the dugout, talking to them and stuff, then, you know, I guess 10 million though. Geez. Um, Remember, we paid him 20 million last season. I know because it's him. I, I probably. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. So, um, okay. Mikey, that, I think that concludes what we, we discussed. So if, if I'm not mistaken, we discussed favorite and not so favorite Dodgers. We discussed the funny side. Go get it out of the ocean, right? Tommy Lasorda has nothing on the Philly. Uh, the Philly fanatic has nothing on Tommy Lasorda. He'll even take his ATV from him. And, you know, offseason, how it's going. So we're going to be right back here. Now, for you Top Fan Rivalry followers, Mikey and I are doing the show. This month, it's on YouTube. And it's going to be on RSS feed. So it's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be everywhere where you can catch this. I'm telling you right now, and Mikey's telling you right now, if you want this, after this month's over, you're going to have to get into the locker room. $58 a year to get into the locker room. 10% discount with the code Bleeds Blue. Boom. Make it happen. So, Mikey, are you excited about this episode and, and continuing going forward? Yes, this was not. Uh, yeah, you run you run a tight ship. I like it. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's do it again next week, my friend. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.